Welcome. 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 Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. We need to we need to just get her on here to go like this. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Hey, we got to get rolling, man. We got a lot to talk about today. Yes, all right. What's going on in baseball and pitchers and catchers are reporting. Yes. I'm sure most of them are already down there. Because, Probably. Uh, if they're from any place cold like here, they're happy to be oh, yeah. in the sunshine. I know I would be. Yeah, well, uh, with us today, as usual, Corey. Hello. Sir Patrick Stewart. Hello. Ethan the Statman Perlman. Hello. And our special guest, David the Blogger. Caner. Welcome all. <laughs> yeah, David uh, David writes uh, a blog and he's often seen uh, in the uh, blessyouboys.com uh, blog with some great insights on baseball. He's probably uh, the most educated baseball guy I know who isn't in the fray of baseball every day, right? Here's mm-hmm. a guy who has a real job, works hard, mm-hmm. great salesperson if you ever ever run into him i'd recommend him highly and uh but man knows baseball love those tigers no matter how bad they get you can't give up on them you grew up in the 90s you knew i did too i was a product of the 80s too Uh, that too yeah so you know i've i've met some of my heroes i've met tram and Mm -hmm. and gibby um hanging around some spots and you know they as a young kid that's all you thought about was trying to be like them and uh, that's what I'm a little afraid of with this last generation of, of four or five years of no really good stars to root for in Detroit. A lot of these young kids, you know, they're, they're playing their video games and none of them are of Tigers. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't relate to your, uh, your situation because I'm older than those guys. <laughs> <laughs> my, my guys were guys like uh, Horton and Cash and K-Line and uh, Calavito, even Harvey Keene prior to that. So, uh, you know, those, those were guys when you were playing in the neighborhood and you came up to bat, you know, if, if, if you would just go through the lineup. So the first guy that bat might be McAuliffe. If the next guy that's up is uh, Cash or K-Line, that's who you're pretending to be. So you might have to, you know, if I'm, if I'm Cash, now i got to bat left-handed, and I, that's ugly. My generation did know a lot about K-Line, Willie. Horton. Uh, these are guys who still hung around. Uh, people knew who Mickey Stanley and, and guys like that. And Mickey Stanley you know. was uh, a great athlete, much in the vein of uh, Brandon Inch, who was a great athlete, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, those guys don't get the notoriety that uh, that they should. Anyway, yeah. enough about that. What happened on this day in baseball history? Well, Mr. Statman Perlman. 1974, we get the very first arbitration ruling in baseball history. Uh, going in favor of player Dick Woodson, who posted a 10-8 record with a 3.95 ERA for the Twins the previous year. The 27-year-old right-handed pitcher uh, was the first player to invoke the new free agency clause and was awarded at the time $29,000, which is what he asked for rather than taking Minnesota's offer, which would have been for $23,000. Wow. He, he, boy, he really won out, didn't he? Twenty-nine grand. Woo! 
Back then, that's a million bucks. That's true. Yeah. I don't think so. In 70, I'm trying to think about 74, I was making, in the grocery store, I think I was making about 348 an hour. So I don't know what that would equal to, but I worked part-time doing that and going to school and other things. So 29000 was a lot of money to me, but probably, you know, it was looked at as, hey, you only work a few months a year, 29000 Sure, the guy had a job in the off season like most of them. I'll take twenty nine thousand right now. Well, let's uh, two thousand five. Let's move a little closer to today. Jose Canseco's controversial book "Juiced" uh, is made available in select markets, and his his appearance on CBS's sixty Minutes um, proceeded. The self proclaimed godfather of the steroid era alleges that Mark McGuire, Juan Gonzalez, Rafael. Pa- Palmero and Ivan Rodriguez, aka Pudge, all used illegal performance enhancing drugs. Well, hmm. which one of those guys is in the Hall of Fame? Pudge. Pudge. One guy. One yeah. guy one. out of that group. Well, he's yep. also he's also the other only one that was never proven to have used. Yeah, he really wasn't in the controversy the way those other guys were. Yeah, it was and luck. it makes you wonder why. It yeah. was luck. Yeah, cause he was I was going to say because he didn't slug 40 home runs every year. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, but, but, you know, that was 2005. What happened in 2006? He came here. He came to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, man, he had a great year for us. Just to let you know what he did that was really great that year for Detroit in 2006. His fielding percentage was I believe that was the best for any catcher in the major leagues that year and maybe most years, I would think. Uh, anyway, uh, Pudge, great player. And uh, my favorite remember- remembrance of Pudge was in 2006 after they beat the Yankees. Him running around the warning track at Comerica, spraying champagne on the fans. I love it. I think that's one position that has been de-emphasized more in t- today's modern era. Cause nobody really runs... A hunt, like there's no, there's no Ricky, you know, uh, uh, from Oakland. No Ricky Henderson running for 100, 150 uh, sw- uh, swipes a year. You're looking at a guy who led the league last year was what 70, 75, yeah. and maybe mm-hmm. a couple of guys in the 20, 25. Well, Rodriguez so. stole 127 bases in his career. That's pretty good for a catcher. Yeah. He was just a great athlete. Ernie Harwell. In yep. 2010, what about what happened to Ernie in 2010? Uh, he will receive the longtime. Oh, my bad. He receives the Vin Scully Lifetime Achievement Award in sports broadcasting uh, during WFUV's Radio's Spring Gala at Fordham University. Uh, at this time, he was 92 years old. Hall of Fame broadcaster becomes only the third recipient of the award. Named after former uh, Dodger broadcast icon Vin Scully and also Dick Enberg. Yeah, Dick Enberg, uh, he's gone too, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, but Vince is still, Vin Scully's still yep. around. Uh, 92 years old, that was near the end of Ernie's life, wasn't it? Yeah, that's too bad. I, my favorite, obviously, you know, being here, we were blessed to hear Ernie. Often. Well, Vince has a very good chance of seeing those Dodgers uh, at least get to the World Series. Can't guarantee that they're going to win it, but that trade that they pulled off, hmm, I, I don't know that anybody in the National League is even going to come close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, hey, uh, I think we've got somebody on the phone. 
Is uh, uh, Scott? Are you there? I'm here. Hey, man. What do you th- What do you think of this bets trade? So it finally went through. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, he well, and, he and well, Price. I was hoping he'd I was hoping he'd be a cardinal. <laughs> well, so. uh, well, we knew he wasn't going to be a tiger, so we weren't too worried about it. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, the uh, that's a huge pickup for the Dodgers. I mean, geez, I mean, if they're not the odds-on favorite, but you know, again, the big spenders. The big media, the hub teams, the Yankees and the Dodgers are favored again. So, did the did the ghost of uh, Steinbrenner move out to L.A. or what? Yeah, apparently. It's, uh, listen, it's, they're playing by the rules of the of the game, and they made a. Listen, I love the guy, I and mean, again, I wish there was an outside chance he was going to go to the Cardinals, which I would have loved, but. Uh, He's solid. Um, I think he's only got one year left on his contract, one or two. So, whether or not you're giving up a lot for a, a one or two year rental, who knows? But uh, certainly, you know, the fans in LA are going to love him. Well, they they gave up uh, Alex Verdugo, who's uh, you know kind of you know I guess the antithesis of Mookie or the he's a good outfielder. It's a good word too, antithesis. antithesis no, wow. he's not, no, it's not the right word because that means he's the opposite. But he's like, he's kind of a mirror of Mookie in yeah. that he's a good outfielder. Good outfielder. Yep. Probably not the hitter, not the offensive threat that Mookie is yet. Sure. But Alex Verdugo has a lot of upside. Mm-hmm. They also uh, they also gave up uh, their short a shortstop prospect uh, Jeter Downs, and with a name like Jeter, he's got to be a shortstop, right? Have to. I think that's rule in the book. And it gave up another prospect, uh, Connor Wong, who uh, is says, that uh, Colton's brother? I don't know. It says he's their number twenty-eight prospect in uh, Boston's uh, mm-hmm. pipeline. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That, that would I be know Colton Dodgers Wong has pipeline. a brother who plays. I got to be on it, Tim. Yeah, in the Dodgers. Whom, by the way, whom I uh, met at the St. Louis Baseball Writers Center a couple weeks ago, Colton Wong, and he was fabulously. Uh, Talkative, kind, and generous. Isn't isn't it great when you meet a pro athlete? And we've been fortunate here at NRM Streamcast over the last few months to meet a number of pro athletes who had great careers, who are just genuinely nice people. We well, I have to tell you, I got so lucky, guys. I went to the dinner early. He said doors open at five. The thing was started at six. And I walked into a Marriott ballroom with a bunch of high-top tables and buckets of Budweiser products on it. And <laughs> there's me and one other guy in the room. <laughs> and it was Ted Simmons, oh. who was my idol. And uh, we hit it off pretty good. And uh, we talked for about 20 minutes and uh, reminisced about uh, games I'd seen him play at Shea Stadium uh, against the Mets. And actually, one of them was quite famous. It was a second game of a doubleheader, of a, a day-night doubleheader, and the Cardinals won the first game, and Simmons caught that game, and he sat out. And the Cardinals were losing three-zip going into the ninth and tied the bases on an infield hit by Ken Reitz, who was probably the slowest thing on two feet. And Simmons came up and pinch hit against... Uh, we said it simultaneously. I said, I was there when you hit the pinch hit grand slam, and we looked at John Matlack. <laughs> and he gets the first pitch for a pinch hit grand slam and then told me, because I was really nervous when I went to the plate. I said, why? Because I was pinch hitting for Reggie Smith. Wow. And I said, oh, my God. I said, yeah, uh, Red said I had a better chance of hitting one out than Reggie did. That uh, Matlack had his number, and I hit the first pitch out. 
I'll never forget that. That was fabulous. Cool. <laughs> but he was just memory. genuinely kind of nice, took pictures with me, and then went to the Cardinal Fantasy Camp the next week. And my connection down there, I sent two Ted Simmons jerseys, the pictures and the program, and everything came back signed uh, to me. And the jerseys have already been mounted and framed. Wow. It's very important to me. Wow, so it is nice to run into people that you, that you admire and then they treat you, you know, well. Simmons went to Southfield High School, not far from That's where right. we sit here today. Yeah, I think he's still in the area also, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I didn't ask him where he's currently living, but I have a feeling he is in Michigan. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good So anyway, it's a great... I, and it's a deserved haul. I told him, yeah, the only thing your, your Hall of Fame uh, induction has ruined for me is uh, one of my favorite arguing points about <laughs> baseball who belongs and who doesn't so yeah you can't but, uh, you can't argue that anymore no not anymore so it took away a good talking point from me but uh so happy for him and uh, he's just so deserving and uh, just generally kind and nice and made a point of at the end of the evening of coming over to say thank you again and you know scott you know Hope to see you soon and take care. So it was very nice. Hey, we've very, got very nice. we've got to pay the bills here real quick. We want to give a shout out to Century Mortgage Lending, our sponsor today. Uh, they're busy, man, but they're never not too busy for anybody that's hearing this. Uh, rates are low. It's time to refinance your home. Two four eight two five eight forty nine seventy seven. Get that rate down. Lower your lower. Shorten your amortization. If you're on a thirty year Drop her down to a 15-year, maybe at the same payment or even less, the way rates have dropped. Their NMLS number, 134525, Century Mortgage Lending, is centuryml.com. Might be a good time to get pre-approved to buy a house. Springtime's coming. Mm -hmm. There'll be a lot of houses on the market. You want to be able to jump in there with a a pre-approval so that uh, your offer gets accepted. Century Mortgage Lending... NMLS one three four five two five. Call them at two four eight two five eight forty nine seventy seven. Tell them you heard about them on NRM Streamcast. Hey, uh, what happened to the deal with the Twinkies? Were the well, twins in the middle of this they, deal? They even? are, and they they did still make the deal with the Dodgers. The issue was the prospect that was going to go to Boston. There were concerns with the medical. And uh, Minnesota was not willing to give anything more to Boston. Mm-hmm. So, they I mean, they still made it, in a sense, a three-team deal. But it's two separate deals. It's Boston and L.A. Mm-hmm. And then it's L.A. and Minnesota. And honestly, I think L.A. makes off like a bandit with these combined deals. Boston made out pretty well. I want to know what the heck Minnesota's thinking is. Well, they got Kenta Maeda. He he's not he's not what he was. He is an injury prone righty, who will in that rotation slide into the number three spot. But when it comes to the dog days, it comes to the postseason. If they're really looking to win a championship or at least make it to the ALCS, mm-hmm. that rotation will not get it done. Yeah, that bullpen will not get it done. I like their I like the back end of their bullpen. The red, like the middle middle innings, it's trash. Yeah. It's about as good as the Tigers bullpen. It is absolute <laughs> Dodger, trash. Yeah, the Dodgers getting that extra flamethrower who is going to go into the bullpen 
And they get it, a sixty. They get the sixty seventh pick as well. Right, and then they all they had to do was give up a little bit more money. I think again it, it was, was like ten million. Ten million dollars. So it was like, yeah, we got an extra ten million in our pocket here. We'll give you. I, I still don't understand uh, why Boston was so hesitant. But those other two prospects, neither if neither of them make it, um, then you're probably going to be pretty upset if you're in Boston and you see this other guy mm-hmm. in the World Series throwing. You know, a hundred miles an hour than yeah. the than the, uh, the guys in Boston's, and they're affectionately called mass holes. Uh, they are going to be pretty upset. I got some friends in Boston. They're like, they're they're just livid that this guy just gave away bets. They still can't get over that future Hall of Famer mm-hmm. is possibly not going to go in as a Red Sox. Well, well I, I don't think everybody uh, gets that uh, baseball is a business. And they knew they were going to have to pay bets a lot of money to keep him. And I think they're looking to build for the future. And they should have. And it looks like Dombrowski did the same thing there he did here. Mm-hmm. He got them a World Series. He mm-hmm. got us to a World Series. There was a cost for that. And this is part of the cost. But but the irony is. True. The irony true. is Mookie Bet like a player like Mookie Betts, a player like Mike Trout, a, a player like Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich, those are guys that, okay, yeah, you know you're going to have to shell out the big bucks, but also think about what position they all play. Outfield. They all yeah. can play center field. Uh-huh. They all can play any position in that outfield. What is one of the most important positions on any baseball team? If it's not the catcher, it's the center fielder. You shell out the big bucks to the center fielder. Now, I understand, like, well, we shelled out all that money to Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, he was having an historic run. Mm-hmm. Will teams do that nowadays, giving a crap ton of money to a, strictly a first baseman? No, because they know first base, if that's all you can play, yeah, they're not going to give you eight years, 300 and some million dollars anymore. But yeah. they are locking up younger players, even yep. before they get to the majors now. Like which the Chicago, White Sox are White smart. Sox. Tampa Bay had an idea. that I mean, they, they've done this for years. And when Mookie Betts wanted two hundred million, Boston offered him a hundred million. Then, then following year, Mookie Betts wanted three hundred million, Boston offered him two hundred. So it kept it kept on being mm-hmm. gone by a hundred million dollars. If they just would have paid him ten yeah. year, a hundred million the first, then they would have had Mookie for ten years. Then they were going, wow, that's a great contract. That'd yeah. have been like the contract they gave. What did Tampa Bay give their third baseman? What was his name? Ivan Longoria or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, Evan he, Longoria. Yeah, he signed an incredible contract. For Tampa, he yeah. way outproduced that contract. Well, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with these two contracts that um, the White Sox gave Roberts and Jimenez. Combined, I think they have them under control for like 14 years, and they're only shelling out combined, I think, $150 million over 14 years to two guys who could easily, if they even hit half their potential, are all-star outfielders, will give, you, give a team 60-plus home runs, 180 RBIs if they both hit 90, let's just put it that way. Um, and I think the Dodgers realize, okay, yeah, we can get Mookie Betts. Yeah, he's only on here for one year. But it's L.A. It's a winning culture. Look who you could play next to for years to come in Cody Bellinger. I think Mookie Betts would be willing to take 10 years, 250. So sure. was, was David Price just kind of like the little, uh, oh, you can also have David Price. Yeah, or, because that, yeah. They, had, they wouldn't have to give as much back right. if it was David Price and his contract right. along with Mookie Betts. If it was right. just Mookie Betts, you'd be giving away the farm. Yeah. Well, tell me, let's talk about Price real quick. Price, Price 
has thought to be like this franchise type pitcher. I haven't, you know, we had him here. He was okay. Yeah. I've seen him. I've seen him in the postseason. He's okay. Yep. Is that what it's come to? We're going to pay big money for okay. You know, that's like that commercial. How are you with breaks? Eh, we're okay. I think history. How's your ki- surgeon? He's okay. I think history kind of like helped David because David held Tampa for so long as that's David Price's team, and the history behind that of him winning and winning with a team like Tampa. And then coming up and then being looked at and then coming mm-hmm. to the Tigers and all this other stuff. And we know he's a postseason bust. He really is. I don't Except for he, the one year with except Boston. Except for the one year with Boston, but he had such a surrounding supporting cast that it was like True. you could have given up twenty runs and well, still won and, that and damn the, game. And the truth is, and a lot of teams are going to this when it comes to the postseason. Your starting rotation can be somewhat mediocre mm-hmm. as long as you have a complete shutdown bullpen that can go five or more innings every night. Yeah. But David Price now is a number four, number five at fifteen million a year. I mean, Porcello just got a one year, mm-hmm. I think, fifteen million dollar contract, and yeah. he stinks. Yeah. David Price is only going to have to go five innings. Yeah, and, and give it, it to that bullpen, and, and yep. give it to that yeah. bullpen. So he he's all of a sudden in a situation where he's going to shine. Yeah. He's going to look pretty darn good going mm-hmm. five innings, and well, his the, arm is going to be plenty ready by the time those playoffs come around. Well, and the funny thing is. Boston, not Boston, L.A. knew they had to bring in a left-hander, and it had to be a good left-hander after you lost Hunjin Ryu, who you had on a bargain yeah. the last few years. Yeah. And honestly, how good Ryu was, um, Price could still be a step up in the strikeout numbers. Sure. In the ability to be able to throw that fastball by guys like Arenado mm-hmm. and guys in the division that you're going to have to face on a day-to-day basis. I think that the Dodgers easily made away with these two teams. Yeah. But Boston, they did great because when they said no to Minnesota and they kept saying no, you got a guy in Jeter Downs who will realistically be your replacement for Bogarts in a year or two. Mm-hmm. Connor Wong, he was the team's number 28 prospect, but that's also the Dodgers who have four or five top-ranked catchers in their farm system to begin with. So you still got a great player. Yeah, he's 28th in their prospect pool, but he's 28th because you got four or five catchers ranked above him. Yeah. What about what about the Twins here who ended up with Maeda? They screwed they're, themselves. Well, look, they're in a they're in a division where they're competitive. Mm-hmm. They've got a starter. Mm-hmm. Who could, you know, if guy if they catch lightning in a bottle, this will look good for them. Yeah. He, uh, no. The twins are the twins are doing it as a small market team, right? I mean that's their that's they have to. They don't have the payroll, and LA has a, a Boston has a New York has, and, and you know what? I I should have taken my Ada on my team. <laughs> he, wasn't a, he wasn't a free agent, but the, I, I predict, and this is what happens when people go to Boston uh, to Minnesota. They tend to perform. There's yeah. something about their system that that brings together a team that plays as a team instead of a bunch of stars. Yeah. So and, uh, I, I'll be interested to see how how Minnesota performs this year. Uh, I still think it's probably the White Sox uh, in in the Central AL Central. Moving up that quick. I, I, huh? I do have to counter propose your prediction. I don't think Maeda even makes it the whole year in that rotation. 
he will be in that bullpen probably by the All-Star break. But I really think the one thing that's going to really mess with Minnesota is that they signed Homer Bailey, they signed Rich Hill, they signed a bunch of guys that can fill that rotation, but none of those guys can ever stay healthy for a whole year. Well, But I do have to also give a birthday shout-out to my brother. Happy birthday. birthday today, so yeah. happy birthday. Yeah. Hey, uh, this, this has been a, a great uh, conversation. Scott, I don't know if you're still there, but thank you for being on today. Check Scott out at playattheplate.org. He's putting on some great adult tournaments. I'm looking forward to seeing you in April down in uh, Vero Beach. Thanks in the booth to, uh, let's see, who's back there? Angel and Steven. Thank you, Cole, on the phones. And thank you, David, for being with us. Love being here. Hey, this is Jess Monticello, Ethan Perlman, and Corey Stewart saying, let's play two. <laughs>